This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, August 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. NRDC excited for Harris pick. DPR releases neonic regs. And USDA expands CFAP and extends sign-up. Environmentalists welcome Kamala Harris as Biden pick. Joe Biden has finally ended the speculation with his pick of California Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate. Her selection is being welcomed by environmentalists who believe she will be an aggressive ally on their issues. In Harris, Biden has chosen a partner with a deep understanding of how to harness the law to hold polluters accountable, uphold environmental protections, and make all of our communities safer and healthier, said the political action arm of the Natural Resources Defense Council. Analysts with Clearview Energy Partners pointed out a Biden-Harris administration could be tough on fossil fuels, noting that she was an early supporter of the Green New Deal. Harris has only been in the Senate since 2017, but the California Farm Bureau Federation says she was helpful on the 2018 Farm Bill and some other issues. She voted for the Farm Bill, but was one of only 10 senators to oppose the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. For more on Harris' record and what is being said about her, be sure read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We also report on a new analysis that shows the U.S. is likely to exceed its farm subsidy limit under WTO rules for both 2019 and 20. DPR opens debate on neonic regulations. During a workshop yesterday, research staff for the Department of Pesticide Regulation presented new mitigations on four neonic pesticides. The draft regulation takes a tiered approach based on the level of threat to bees. It would prohibit applications during bloom and limit them to just one of the four active ingredients per season. Additional measures would apply when managed pollinators are present. For crops that are highly attractive to bees, like almonds, DPR plans to further limit individual application rates and timing based on the crop type. Citrus Mutual's Alyssa Houtby says the mitigations would devastate the citrus industry and don't align with the risks DPR identified at its assessment. She also worried the measures would undermine integrated pest management practices, especially for battling the spread of citrus greening. Staff responded that they are seeking a balance that allows citrus growers to still combat the pest responsible for the disease. One agricultural researcher commented that a lot of the proposed application rates would be ineffective against pests. Instead, they are likely to increase resistance to those AIs as well as replacement compounds, he added. Next, DPR will release more details on its review process next week, along with two economic impact analyses conducted by the CDFA. The department hopes to finalize the regulation by the end of 2020. DPR Director Val Dolcini, who served as CEO of the Pollinator Partnership until joining the Newsom administration last year, said he looked forward to continuing the discussion. CFAP extended and new crops added. USDA has extended the sign-up deadline for the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program because of the numerous new commodities made eligible for payments. The deadline had been August 28th. 
The new deadline is September 11th, which gives newly eligible farmers about four weeks to enroll, says Richard Fordyce, administrator of the USDA's Farm Service Agency. Fordyce said some producers who have already received payments will have to amend their applications to add crops that haven't been eligible before. FSA also formally announced that farmers who have already received payments will receive the remaining 20% that they are due. Keep in mind, payment distribution has slowed considerably in recent weeks. As of Monday, USDA had paid farmers just over $7 billion of the $16 billion budgeted for the program. That total includes $3 billion in payments for cattle, $1.3 billion for dairy, and $1.3 billion for corn. Fordyce tells AgriPulse that he believed that the agency had done adequate outreach about CFAP but continues to work with commodity groups, quote, to have them help amplify the message. U.S. plans to treat Hong Kong imports as Chinese. The Trump administration is taking action in response to China's campaign to tighten its control over Hong Kong. U.S. Customs and Border Protection says that it will soon begin to treat imports from Hong Kong the same as it does Chinese products, raising concerns of more trade tariffs. Beginning September 25th, all products imported from Hong Kong must be marketed to indicate their origin is China. That according to a customs publication of the U.S. Federal Register. That leaves open the possibility that the U.S. will hit Hong Kong products with tariffs, the same as it is doing for Chinese products. It also raises the possibility of retaliation by China. Hong Kong is a major importer of U.S. wine and beef. Organic sector unhappy with cost share cut. Organic farmers are expressing their displeasure over USDA's decision to reduce reimbursement rates for the cost of organic certification. The Farm Service Agency is cutting the reimbursement to half of the organic operation's eligible expenses up to $500 instead of rates up to 75% up to a maximum of $750 as set by the 2018 Farm Bill. FSA says it had to cut the rates because of the, quote, limited amount of funding available and to allow a larger number of certified organic farmers to get assistance. The National Organic Coalition is outraged that the USDA's Farm Service Agency has chosen to reduce reimbursements to organic producers in the midst of a pandemic, said Abby Youngblood, executive director of the National Organic Coalition. NOC was joined in its opposition to the change by the Organic Farmers Association. USDA, pandemic to have lasting impact on hunger. The coronavirus pandemic is pushed 83.5 million more people into hunger in the world's poorer countries, according to USDA's annual assessment of global food security. That's an increase of 11% because of the pandemic and means that 22% of the population in 76 focus countries doesn't have access to the 2,100 calories a day that humans need. The total number of food insecure people is still projected to decline over the next 10 years as incomes rise, falling to 4 to 57 million by 2030, down from 844 million this year. But the 2030 estimate is 10% higher than what was expected before the COVID-19 crisis. 
By the way, most of the rise in food insecurity this year is expected in Asia, an increase of 41 million people. And in sub-Sahara Africa, another 35 million people. Here's today's He Said It. I would expect good vibes out of it, and if we don't, you and I will talk about it next week. That's Senator Chuck Grassley, an Iowa Republican, to a reporter who asked yesterday about the upcoming meeting between U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and Chinese officials to review the Phase 1 trade deal. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, August 12th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.